I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I'll be talking to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today, I am joined by regular guest, queen of Japanese small stomachs and Instagram hacked profiles, the most amazing, the most wonderful, Tez Camillary Orsaliba. Hello, what an introduction. Did you, so did you like that? I like that. I like the Japanese st stomachs. <laughs> if anyone's listening and they're wondering what that's about, go back to the, the last podcast yeah. that we did together. We hilarious. decided, uh, Tez, that you suggested to me that I did a podcast. Yes, I didn't I didn't think that we, need, we could afford to lose your voice on the waves, you see? Well, yours as well, because uh, we obviously, if anyone's listening, used to be co-hosts on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you suggested to me that we would do a podcast. And I said, well, let's make it a regular feature with you. And that's what we've decided to do. Once a month, though, we're going to just yes, spare the to listeners be. too much. Yes, yes, yes. The two T's, the trouble with the two T's happens once a month. And then you can enjoy some other musicians and interesting guests. I love them. Uh, so far, I love to put my my headphones on and when I when I'm running or doing the cleaning and stuff I just love listening to your podcast we're gonna come to your running later on but first of all oh before Lord. we go <laughs> why why are we mentioning this again wait before we go any further yeah I want to say a massive massive happy birthday Hi. you have just turned 30 I did a week after New Year's so on the 7th of January I was like hi I'm 30 <laughs> And how does that feel? I mean, how uh, how does that feel? Are you cool with being 30? Are you um, um, am I cool with being 30? Let me tell you. <laughs> this is going to open a whole can of worms. So, I, I leading up to my 30s, well, leading up to my 30th birthday, I obviously knew it was coming, and I had this, like, internal battle with myself of not wanting to give in to society i will come to that again and embracing the fact that i'm turning 30 and all of that what do i mean by society i feel and i would like your take on this as well um i feel that society keeps 30s as some kind of benchmark some kind of i don't know pillar that you need to attain or whatever like you go through your life you go through your bucket list of things that you want to do and by the time you've reached your 30s you kind of evaluate how many of them you've crossed out and i did that i i did actually look back and i i was quite proud of the things that i accomplished because you've done a, a, some incredible things uh, so you, you've you've climbed Min mount kilimanjaro and elbrus and elbrus and a whole bunch of other things as well so they, i mean it's not <laughs> sneaky, as if, sneaky. <laughs> Yeah, just slip that one in. Just slip it in. Um, no, there are things I'm proud of, and even with regards to theatre, there's always there's always more. There's always there's always things that I wish I did differently, or other opportunities I wish I did take or not. But I don't think that has anything to do with age. I think that has to do with life. Um, but I don't know. I I notice even even when friends of mine turned thirty before me, I was like. Ma, she's turning 30 or even even when people would tell me so how old are you 29 next year 30 or lalo your birthday's in january no you're about to turn 30 there, there were these comments and you hear it once you hear it twice and it kind of it's ingrained in you that oh my god it's this big number what the hell do i do with my life 
and it approached obviously it was 2020 came to an end the crazy 2020 2021 we are still in this crazy pandemic for crying out loud (laughs) and then a week later here we are 7th of january and i'm like all right i'm 30 but i put a a post up on instagram leading up to my birthday and i wanted to see if i was the only one feeling this way and a lot of women and this is i think this is what i hate the most that when it comes to ageism and uh, turning 30 the decades numbers and all of this it's women in particular that have this like you know men are very like i'm 30 living with my mom shalini <laughs> you know and it's like dude <laughs> get off your get ass get <laughs> out of the house exactly Jeez. but we are like oh my god I'm, I'm in my 30s i don't have a property but you know what i mean we have these and i don't like it and now i will say that is that is partially cultural because when you i think was so? yeah well because i'm i'm english obviously and in the uk a lot of people, a lot of people will move out of home when they're 18 ah, I because they're going to be going and studying. No, so that whole living at home thing. changing. It is changing. It is changing very slowly, but, but for sure, I the would not. The majority of people do move out before they get married or oh, once, grief, they've, yes. bought, once oh, they've bought a property. It's, it's, our culture is changing. I'm not going to lie. And more of us are living with our partners before we get married or more of us are just living or with living our partners. Or living on your own. Yes, yes, totally. It, but because, because I have to say that for me is an essential part of growth is is that but you have to for college you have to for university i didn't in actual fact i didn't i i stayed at home during university until i was 23 because, because I studied it was at home close what? because it was close by and that was a choice and then at uh, at uh, 23 i up sticks and i moved to london but and you were in the minority that lived would have stayed home no i was in the minority of university students but back then you were only talking about 50 40 50 percent of the people that studied at school would go to university Extra. Very, very low compared to, 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 nowadays, compared to Malta. Well, compared to Malta, to be honest with you, because a lot of people in the UK would choose a career that didn't involve them going to All university. Right. So, okay. so we're talking about very different dynamics. But going back to one of the things that you said about reaching this benchmark and women being quite, you know, quite hard on each other. I don't um, hey, why? I, you know, I, I passed 40 and, and it was liberating. Because I actually woke up at 40. I had this feeling. I wasn't expecting it, wasn't anticipating it. But suddenly I was like, I don't give a crap what anybody says anymore. It must be liberating. It was very liberating. I felt no need to follow fashion. I'm like, I'm too old for that crap. I don't care. I and don't and care. now that I'm slowly eking towards the next decade, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, not. I really don't care. <laughs> so I don't care. Then I really don't care. But but you, saw, you see, here's the thing. You mentioned about um, ambitions, about the bucket list. But if you if you fulfilled all your dreams at thirty, no, what, I haven't. You, I haven't. What, what, I mean, if that's the pressure, though, I mean, what the heck is left? Because you, uh, that's you, another fear. You, you, you still have. You're going to be living, but you may only be a third of the way through your life. You don't want to tre- achieve all your dreams in the first third of your life. Let me tell you. You know what really put things into perspective for me um, that week, the week of my birthday, a very young lady a very young girl passed away i mean i'm not saying anything out of this world this was headlines it was in headline news and all of all of the news portals covered knew about it of course so when that news came up on my feed i was like shame on you tez for feeling (laughs) 
whatever I was feeling because I was turning 30 because here we are celebrating or well celebrating is the, the appropriate word I would say the, the, not the loss of a life you're celebrating a life celebrating but a, an life. a sadness because this life has come to a very sad to a end. very very early end and this girl didn't even have time to reach her 20s she didn't even manage to get out of her teens and here I am complaining that I'm turning 30 I mean so I it was a real like wake up and shut up and just you're turning you're turning 30 so what it's just the number but do what you okay. have to do so let me ask you about this because does this pressure come from your peers or does it come from media i mean have you have you seen okay we're going to talk about media in a second in relation to age um but do you feel like a media is telling you you know you've got to stay acting young looking young feeling young um or, I don't or think or really is it wrong. in your group of your group of friends that were saying, "Wow, you're turning 30. Um, I I have a mixture of friends. Some are older, some are younger. My husband is six years older. My sisters are older than I am. Um, I am I am I have a mix. The majority I think of the situations I'm in, I'm the youngest, so that I think helps yeah. because um, you constantly do feel young. And then obviously I work with little tiny kiddies who really do keep you young all the time because you're smiling a lot and I think that is the key to everything. Um, I think that does help. I think my job really does keep me young because you really do have to go down to their level, sorry, go down to their level and um, anyway, so I'm, I think I, I'm really lucky in that regard. Um, with regards to society, I mean, there's nothing wrong with investing in some good face, face screens and I don't think the aim is to kind of just to keep looking younger but just to have your skin looking fresher i mean what's wrong with that i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i don't say this as a brand ambassador of anything <laughs> i'm dying to ask you though because i've been thinking about this and, okay. and we've had this conversation before and i'm absolutely absolutely dying to jump into okay. this um we've spoken about looking old getting old before. okay um and i only when i passed 40 did i start saying look at that I've got a few wrinkles around my eyes bless you oh well no I mean probably when I was 40 I only just started noticing, noticing them. them okay um, but your your wrinkles are are smiley wrinkles they're they're they are they're they are they are you can tell look there are the creases in your eyes over here because you know you've been laughing you know I mean I don't have that many yet I have to admit but I am I am getting some and every time I look at them and I say you know, that was a, those are some really funny Yeah, but it's when you scars. start getting wrinkles on your top lip that you need to start worrying. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. What was your question? My question, <laughs> my question is, um, what lengths would you, Tez, Camillary, Saliba, go to to avoid uh, looking old? We had this you conversation We've had this once. conversation, but I'm dying to ask you because I want to go into it a little bit further. Uh, you mentioned creams. Aha, uh -huh, there are some very good creams. Um, <laughs> listen... Ask me this when I have things. Uh, sorry, I'm, uh, you, you're the you're the the uh, the podcaster now. Ask me this. <laughs> no, no. Ask me this. Um, in in maybe ten or fifteen years time, because currently, thankfully, touch all the woods in the world. I don't have things I need to kind of lift or you know pluck into place. If you know what I mean. But I'm giving you such a, <laughs> a death stare right now. Imagine when you're ten or fifteen years older. Death stare, Tess, death stare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I currently am using creams to avoid 
having them, but as in wrinkles and all of that. But once I do, it's not the end of the world to kind of embrace them if you want to embrace them or Botox them if that is what you want okay, to do. Okay, let's talk about Botox. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about Botox because you we have had this conversation mm-hmm. before and I've asked you, mm-hmm. a point blank, because I am of that sensitive age, um, <laughs> Botox, would you, would you not? I think I would. It's botulism that you're putting into your body. Totally, but I, I also want to feel good about myself. I also don't know because I'm not there. I'm not looking at myself and saying, Oof, if I had to put some Botox there, I... I think I would feel better. I'm not there and I'm not going to lie and to say that I am. You know what I mean? I um I I talk about I think about my I think about breasts and eventually after you have kids they kind of sag a little bit. So I think I would be interested in <laughs> I think I would be interested in lifting them. But this is plastic surgery. Well, it's lifting them. I'm it's, not putting it, any plastic in, like technically. I'm just, I just need a bit of a, a bit of a lift, a bit of a. So hand, where, but where do you stop? Where do where, like you've, 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 I mean, for me, I've always, and I'll be honest with you, only in the last couple of years, I've gone. Oh, I've always said I wouldn't have Botox, but you know, when you actually see it. But my my view is. Just keep trying everything else that you can, and if it, it doesn't uh-huh. happen, then just give up and you know. Put your bag on your head, <laughs> <laughs> and hope nobody sees you. Um, well, thank you, Tess. <laughs> no, I do. I do think that that's quite an extreme. You know, there are creams, some very good brands out there that you can use. My bottom line, right now, I cannot tell you I would do anything to my body in a couple of years' time. Once I've hopefully had children and I'm looking at myself and I'm possibly feeling a little bit miserable because I'm training and the training can only do so much and I'm putting really, I'm using really good products and the products can only do so much. If I get to that point, I don't think it's the end of the world. But who are you trying to impress? Me. It's not for anybody else. I don't even go to the beach now and I've had no kids and I have really good boobs. (laughs) She said it here first. I don't, I mean, it's not for anyone. It's totally not for anyone. Just like when I see a little bit of definition around my abs, it's not for anyone. Nobody sees a picture on Instagram of something like that. It's for me. So you are open to, as you progress and as, it, as things become, you know, more of a challenge. Do your friends or peers around you right now, do, do, are they into this? Because I have... They are. I have lots of friends who are really into this trend of lip fillers. And I what? really don't... You, you, they, they like inject Botox in their lips and they look like ducks. I, sorry to anybody listening who looks like, who likes lip fillers. I think they look so fake. They look so fake. I mean, who are you trying to, um, much impressed? Who are you trying to lie to that they are actually yours where they look so fake? How could But you do you think they look better? I mean, it doesn't matter whether they look fake or not. Do they look better than they were before? Should I show you a couple of pictures? You've never seen people with with lip fillers. How's it going to work for a podcast? Oh, you're right. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like them. I don't like this trend. But this is a trend amongst your peers. Yes, my generation are doing it. Okay. Your generation isn't. Well, <sighs> your generation are having midlife crisis and divorces. <laughs> Tess. <laughs> 
your generation have Ferraris driving around. Well, not me. I have a motorbike, you know. I'm probably the only person my age you're going to find riding around Malta on a massive motorbike. That's my crisis. Um, I'm just saying that if you're if you're into it, good for you. If that makes you happy, you that's see, fine. You see, here's the thing. I mean, going back to this cultural thing, um, I would say that my friends in the UK wouldn't touch these these treatments no not at all but friends in malta would and that sounds incredibly materialistic no it sounds incredibly racist that i'm saying in malta you'd have have these surgeries and and abroad you wouldn't maybe it's just my group of friends in uh, abroad but but i think also you know society here in malta is so much smaller than once one person's done it Mm. you know that that word spreads and you're much more likely to do it i worry about the long-term effects of anything that you do to your body no, that is not no, natural no. it's true and i mean we were talking about the vaccine last time and you asked me if i you know if i had that conversation so i in reality anything foreign is not meant to be there so i get it but but i respect people who who want to and i respect people who decide to keep their hair gray i would never le- let my hair go gray because i would be like i'm not gonna wake up in the morning and feel good about myself if my hair is gray but that is me I respect you. That is the way your cookie crumbles. Do your thing, girl. Yay. But Listen, Tess, if I ever wake up and I'm not naturally blonde and uh, decide that I'm going grey, maybe I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you another question because you have started running. Oh, Lord. Yes, I have. And you have started working out. Also. Was this time- what do you mean have started working out? Look, this didn't go from like from couch to running either. Because I've always trained. I've always kept myself fit. And I, I know, that. I know. Okay. So rephrase your question. Okay. So you've gone from uh, from not running to running. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Let's see how we go with that. <laughs> so you, you started running. Yep. Did, and this, this took place again. This was around the time of your 30th birthday. Yes. In, in reality, in December, I kind of woke up and I was like, I need to start doing this again. My first run was terrible. But then the second was better and the third was better and the fourth was like, all right, I can do this. And then I got a, a proper watch so I could really actually uh, track what I'm doing. I found a system that works for me. I finished school at half two and um, I keep on going right after work in Imjar. I'm very lucky that I work literally in the middle of greenery. So I run my 6K, then I go home and by half three, four, I'm showered and I'm plonked in front of the television and I'm watching whatever the hell I want to watch, (laughs) which is what I like. This is one of the most unexpected um, positive outcomes of this COVID period. That people are going outdoors. There are a number of industries that have actually grown over the COVID period. Now, this doesn't apply to every country because here in Malta, we are still incredibly fortunate uh, with the amount of freedom that we have. But uh, bicycle sales gone up 145%. Uh, trainers and training equipment has gone up by 152%, I was reading. Um, also, uh, iGaming, blockchain, um, AI, uh, pet foods. It's People owning pets has shot through the roof. I hope they're adopting strays and... Um, from a sanctuary that would be fantastic my dogs from a sanctuary i totally approve of that uh also i read in the times this week uh that the request for sexual services has gone up oh really yes uh and fortunately um i was reading uh that a massage therapist feels for her fears for her safety of herself and her colleagues as sexual requests quadrupled 
in the first months of the pandemic. Listen, I have a friend of mine who like changes partners as quickly as he changes coffee pods and he was not happy with the lockdown eh? when it happened in, in in March he was like uh, what do I do and they, well, you do what you got to do to stay home <laughs> yeah it's a fact but it's true because our, our social lives have, have massively changed and, yeah. and this was one of the symptoms of the pandemic that people were going to oh, and this this poor woman uh, was you know very very seriously worried for her safety because people were going for a massage to her massage place salon. place salon and expecting that she would they then give her full give them full service a happy ending a happy ending to to what was in actual fact for her a profession and then this is one That's of the surprise nice. not nice at all and it's one nice. of the surprising outcomes of covid but of course you even just mentioning then that your friend is uh, quite active in in that say, department in that department but of course covid has put put an end to all of this and you know we yeah. can't we can't go out we can't socialize we can't party we can't go to a beer fest or anything like that which is where you might pick up exactly. a guy or a girl uh, and so all of these things but but you're mentioning running and and it's one of the side effects of covid one of those positive side effects is that people are getting out um, because they can't go for various to do various things but what they can do is they can go out and exercise and even yeah. if, if you're running you don't even have to wear a mask no. and coming all the way back to to the fact that you have just turned 30 right. and I'm going to link it in there because there is a certain amount of freedom that comes from growing older um, and you know I, I, I do feel I personally we mentioned this before I personally I wake up every day and I feel like I'm 16 I just haven't grown up but the one part of you that does grow up that you that for me is precious is that you really stop giving a, a crap. crap. I hope and I that get is there. a freedom that cannot that, that came to me right at my 40th birthday, right at my 40th birthday. I just stopped caring. But I know people, friends of mine that have gotten there earlier. Do you and, and the line, my last question, do you feel the pressure? Do you feel because you put yourself out in social media? Do you feel uh, that people are appreciating or even judging every single thing that you do when you put yourself out in socials or interviews or adverts or anything that you do right now. And is my reaction, I don't care, to the, no, my, to the no, judgment? No, I, to the no, do you feel that you're being, do you feel the pressure? But I always did. It didn't, it didn't happen overnight because I, turned, because I turned 30. Unfortunately, this, the industry I'm involved in is full of it. And but society when, but, in general. But you, is you've it. gone off on, on a tangent. You have Tez Talks, which is your, your Insta. So if, if a post goes, uh, and a genuine question, I was asking Luke Chapel this last week. If, if you put up a post, if you put up a piece of news, um, and it doesn't get as much traction as you'd hope it to, do you mm -hmm. sit there analyzing it and thinking? Yes, I do. Um, Ara, let me explain a little bit, and I'll be very brief because I know we're coming to an end of our podcast. Let me let me explain a little bit how Tez Talks came about. We had you and I, um, and uh, we had a show on radio, right? And um, you did it for for a little bit longer, and you did you obviously did a lot more than I did because you were on air every day. I had the show with you on Friday, and then mm -hmm. I had taken on Saturdays as well. And what I liked about radio was that we could discuss anything that we wanted. We had that freedom to, obviously, in inverted commas, because obviously you can't talk about certain things, but um, 
even when I did my show on a Saturday, I liked the fact that I would put the fader up and it was just me and the listeners and we would engage in a conversation. And I liked that. I liked that I could talk about things that I liked, about failures, about, I don't know, you can talk about serious stuff, but you can also say, I hate it when the toilet paper roll is the other way around, you know, and that <laughs> conversation starts. Can I just say, yeah. I hate it when the toilet paper <laughs> roll is around. You know, it's really funny because one of my last questions to you was, tell me what your pet hate is. <laughs> and, I, and I thought of you, Tez, just as an aside, I thought of you this week. This is how much you've impressed this on my on my mind. I went and I, I, I dropped by a store and they had a packet of salt vinegar crisps. I hadn't eaten all day. And I got into the car, they were on my lap. And I went to open them upside down. Oh, Lord, how? And I was like, I, it was like you were sitting behind me going, do, do not, not do that. <laughs> and you turned them around. Because Tez Camillary <laughs> has a phobia about packets of crisps open upside down. Having said that, next month I'm going to come and you're going to sit at this table oh and there's going to be all these packets oh, of crisps upside down and you're going to go into a cold sweat. Um, but yes, we, we did. We had a whole show about which way around do you put the toilet yes. paper. Yes, yes, totally. So this is, this is what I liked. I liked that uh, radio gave us that out. Radio gave us that freedom to talk about whatever you wanted to talk about. And um, I still had that need. I still had that itch to talk about the things that meant a lot to me that I didn't feel, I still don't feel people are talking about enough. And so that's when I kind of said, I, I randomly started talking about the menstrual cup. Well, online. you know, now every time I walk into the supermarket and, and I see, see a cup, menstrual cup, I turn me. around to whoever I'm with and I'm like, that is Tez Camillary. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So, so like the got... poster child for organic cup. <laughs> um, but, but... <laughs> It's it's kind of how it that's happened. Bit, sorry, but that's a bit like you be getting hacked on Insta. <laughs> Tez has made it because she's the poster child for for this organic Listen, it's menstrual not, cup. It's not the worst thing in the world. Fair I, enough. I'd rather that and we have less people <laughs> using tampons, so why not? But sorry, I'm really blabbing. But that's how it started, and then it kind of. I was speaking to a friend of mine who lives in the UK. Actually, you know her, Chantelle McAuliffe Grimaud, and uh, we were talking about how. Um, even abroad, when you apply for certain roles and when you're even applying for certain schools, you're actually asked you're, how many followers you have on Instagram. Why? Because if you are putting up a production and they are looking to cast Belle in Beauty and the Beast, you can have a Belle. So you have two, two women, two actresses, both talented enough to play the role. But one has 20K followers on Instagram and the other has two. And they're both equally talented. You'd go for the 20K one. Well, you say this, but <laughs> Maxine Aquilina said exactly the opposite. Maxine I don't came on. Her. I don't Ma believe her. Well, I, I've seen how often she posts and, and, and quite, I, I've seen quite frankly comment. how terrible her hashtags are. Um, <laughs> sorry, Maxine. Um, but I actually don't. Maxine's theory was and she said it here on the I heard the podcast that she does not care about followers no because wait if she's a wait. good actress she, this shouldn't matter so, wait 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 blah, blah, blah. i'm not saying that everybody who is in the industry needs to follow this path i am just saying that there is a side to the industry there are producers and i've heard it and you can ask max because max knows this side of the industry as well there are conversations in a room that producers have with the director and with the executive producer and with the the conductor and whatever and they say but people know her is she gonna sell tickets 
this is a conversation that is being is had. Is this Malta or is this international? This happens in Malta and this happens abroad as well. So that is why abroad, sorry, that is why abroad, even when you're applying for certain things, you realized how many follow. It didn't used to happen a couple of years ago. This is happening now. Hang on a second, Tez. Your Tez talks. I mean, you've gone from one, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but you've gone from one objective to another one of us to talk about things and then in the next because breath you're it's saying all that's, linked. That's why, why because it's all links ultimately yes i do want to talk about things that mean a lot to me to- totally and that is the main reason behind it definitely but there is ultimately who i am which is a singer and an actress so so, so let me ask you about the socials because i'm really interested in this um let me ask you about the socials you are very active you do a lot of these talking to camera and discussing things and chatting through things and i've noticed that an awful lot of our mutual friends have started doing that but you certainly were the first person to do that you've got giveaways first person in my group of peers um you you have giveaways you have competitions Mm -hmm. you discuss you do polls you do and it's a poll um it's like how do you say joke. how do you say that how do you say that <laughs> it's a poll not a poll <laughs> it's not a poll it's a poll <laughs> it's not a poll <laughs> it's not a poll um uh, but you know you have your polls and everything like that ah. but that takes an enormous amount of work mm, it does you have to have a consistency you I'm can't no, just have a day not. that's like i i to be honest a friend of mine messaged me on my way here and he was like you don't, you're not posting anything today I do not do it for a living. There are people. I'm not an influencer. I am not an Instagrammer. I am an actress and a singer who decides to post whenever I want to post. If I don't want to post, I'm not going to post. I'm not bound by it. This is possibly the little bit of 30 that you're seeing of I don't care. I'm not, gonna, I'm not bound by it. This is not my job. I have a job. There are people that do this full time. Good luck to you. You want to do that? Do that. I love my kids. I can't imagine not teaching them every day. So I would definitely not do it full time because I get so much satisfaction from my children. If this is the little bit of 30 that we're starting to see where you don't care, then I am very excited about that. But tell me something (laughs) when you post something, how many times do you check to see how many followers you got on it? I don't. You know what? I check for my subtitles to see that they're in sync. I wish more people followed suit. We need to be engaging and we need to be as inclusive as we can in whatever we post, even if it's a one-liner to just kind of explain to people who are hard of hearing. We just need to be aware that people are probably not in... Because of the pandemic, we're covering our mouths, right? With a mask. Mm-hmm. so people cannot lip read mm-hmm. so people who are hard of hearing are finding that obviously much harder which is how the whole idea of the subtitles came about obviously there were friends of mine as well who were like oh sometimes i can't listen to what you're saying and i really want to know and that's how the idea of of the subtitles came about um to be honest that's what i'm looking at um unless it's a, a client so to speak that i have a collaboration with who wants to see the engagement and wants to see the stats i really don't care I genuinely don't care how well something does because I'm talking about it. I don't. It's my channel. It's called Welcome, Tez Camillary, to 30, where you say this an awful lot. Go home, make it your mantra, and say, I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Uh, we're going to take some socials so that we can post this so people can see okay. what we're doing. Uh, and then after that, we're just going to stand there and say, I don't, I care. don't care. I just don't care. <laughs>
Thank you so much for joining us here on the interview. I'm going to be back next week. I'll have Cami Applegren on the show. Oh, I love her. Absolutely fantastic. And, and uh, she's a woman who definitely doesn't care. Uh, you'll be back <laughs> with me again in a month. Yes, I will. And we'll be talking about all sorts of things. And no doubt you'll be commenting on my age again. But for now, <laughs> that's from you and from me and the interview. Bye-bye.